Welcome to Appearance Matters, the podcast, Summer Shorts. I'm Bruna, and this episode is part of our Summer Shorts series. The aim of this series is to bring you 10 short episodes covering 10 different papers our team has published recently. So I'm here today with Ella, Ella Guest, a research fellow at CAR. Hi, Ella. Hi, Bruna. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. How about you? All good. It's great to have you on this Summer Short episode today. So today I'm going to talk about two papers, actually, which are both systematic reviews. Um, They started off as one really big project, but they were quite large, as you know, um, Mm -hmm. having been involved. Mm -hmm. So we ended up splitting them into two. One of them was published in 2019, looking at the effectiveness of interventions that aim to promote positive body image in adults. And the other systematic review we published a couple of months ago, this year, so 2022, um, and that was a systematic review of interventions aiming to promote positive body image in children and adolescents. And these were both published in Body Image. Um, But before we kind of get into the really interesting details of these projects, Ella, who were your co-authors? Well, one of my co-authors was actually you, Bruno. We were in there together screening all the papers, weren't we? We were. I remember it well. Uh, But we also worked with our colleagues Fabio Zucchelli, Radhika Batia, Emma Halliwell, Heidi Williamson, Jane Mayrick and Diana Harcourt. Mm -hmm. Um, And the work was actually funded by the VTCT Foundation. I started doing it as part of my professional doctorate in health psychology way back in 2017, so about five years ago. So, yeah, it's taken us quite a while to um, finish both parts, but that was because it was quite a lot of work, wasn't it? It was a lot of work. And you've finished these uh, projects and your doctorate too, so... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, Dr. Guest. We published that one. <laughs> yes, right, right in time. Right, so traditionally um, in the field of body image, we've looked more at poor body image or body image concerns and tried to understand the factors that are associated with that. Mm-hmm. But actually, in the last sort of 15 years or so, people have increasingly started to think about something called positive body image, which I think you've probably heard about before, um, listeners of the podcast. But positive body image is a multifaceted construct and it's actually independent from negative body image. And it relates to appreciating and respecting the body and everything it can do, being aware of what your body needs, looking after it, and also being able to um, process appearance-related messages in a self-protective way, so those messages that we might get from the media or our peers around sociocultural appearance ideals, which can be quite harmful. People with a positive body image tend to be able to sort of self-protect and interpret those in um, a kind of protective way. Mm -hmm. Um, The reason for sort of looking at positive body image is that it's associated with lots of positive um, psychosocial and physical outcomes to do with well-being, so things like self-esteem, life satisfaction, um, and sort of like health behaviours like um, intuitive eating and sort of carrying out less risky health behaviours like high-risk smoking, drinking, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So actually, if we can try and promote positive body image, um, that can be really beneficial, but also, you know, it's more useful potentially to do that than it is to try and alleviate negative body image or body image concerns when they've already developed. Mm -hmm. So... For the past sort of, as I said, 15 or so years, people have been trying to um, increase positive body image through interventions. But at the time that we started this review, we didn't really know what the state of evidence was. We didn't really know um, what approaches worked. There was a number of different approaches being used. So this review aimed to sort of bring everything together and try and understand, is there actually currently evidence that interventions can improve positive body image? 
you were trying to understand what evidence there is that currently exists regarding interventions that could potentially improve positive body image in both a sample of young people, children and adolescents, and then a sample of adults. Yeah. So we carried out a big systematic review. So a systematic review um, involves searching for all sort of papers that have been published on the topic that you're interested in. Mm-hmm. So you do this by using sort of key search terms and looking through lots of databases and also um, searching relevant journals and that kind of thing. And you pull up all of these rele- potentially relevant papers. Mm-hmm. So actually in the beginning, um, this brought up around 4,000 papers. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen systematic reviews before where they've had many more than that. But actually, obviously, that's a really large number. And then we had to then kind of sift through these. Thankfully, lots of those will be duplicates or they might actually be sort of irrelevant things that have come up. But we sift through by looking at the papers to try and work out, well, which ones are actually relevant to what we're trying to look at? Mm -hmm. Which ones are evaluating interventions that are aiming to promote positive body image? Um, This takes a really long time, as Bruna knows, so the two of us did quite a lot of this together. Um, And you often end up rerunning your searches and um, more stuff gets published. So it's quite a challenge. Um, But in the end, um, you sort of find your final papers that you have. Um, So we ended up with 13 papers around children and young people and 15 for adults. Um, And then you sort of look in them and look at what they found. But you also appraise how good the quality is. So... Is the method that they've used, um, is it quite rigorous or is there a possibility of some biases that might make it more difficult for us to sort of um, trust the findings of the papers? So you Mm -hmm. do that. And then in this case, we did something called a narrative synthesis because we had lots of different measures and different types of intervention and different populations um, where you sort of uh, you look at the findings and sort of compare and look at the differences and similarities. Um, So that's my next question for you. What is the evidence? What were your kind of key findings from this? Yeah, so we, as I said before, we ended up breaking this down into two papers, into adults, Mm -hmm. and then looking at children and young people separately, just because it was massive, um, you know, and so it was more appropriate to do that. So in terms of adults, there wasn't any evidence um, of interventions being being effective for men. So that's quite a big gap at the moment. Mm -hmm. But in terms of um, adult women, there was really strong a methodological quality of evidence around an online one-week writing functionality-based intervention called Expand Your Horizon. So that had evidence of improving body appreciation, functionality satisfaction, and also body esteem, which is sometimes um, measured as a sort of proxy for uh, positive body image. Mm-hmm. So that was really positive, and there's kind of good evidence of that lasting at follow-up. So people's body image, positive body image improving, and being maintained after they've done the intervention. But there was also some evidence of um, techniques using intuitive eating, cognitive behavioural therapy or CBT, and interventions that focus on Mm self-compassion and also exercise. So those all had evidence of improving positive body image as well. So that was really, um, that's really positive. Mm -hmm. And then in terms of children, young people, um, I'd say the evidence was a bit more limited. So the good news was that for adolescent girls, Um, interventions that use cognitive dissonance, peer support, and also psychoeducation, so educating you about um, aspects of body image and media literacy, did improve um, body appreciation and body esteem. But there wasn't any evidence for younger children, and um, there was no evidence, uh, strong evidence for boys. Boys again, yeah. And was there anything within these findings that particularly surprised you? I suppose um, initially the sort of evidence, well, the lack of evidence with boys and men, Mm. I guess really, you know, we do focus more on women within this field, so maybe it shouldn't have been surprising. 
Um, but for example, uh, adults with, um, sorry, adolescents with um, included in these interventions, we find things like cognitive dissonance can improve positive body image. But for men, this didn't have evidence of improving it. Right. Um, So I suppose it perhaps shows that we have really conceptualised positive body image with women and often like young, um, white, able-bodied women. So perhaps our conceptualisation is a bit different and perhaps we need to sort of go back to the drawing board and think about that more with men to understand, well, how does it manifest in men to then think about the kind of intervention techniques that might be useful for them? Yeah, that's really interesting. And I guess exactly what the benefits of doing a project like this and collating the review, the evidence in a review of this format. Yeah, so I think a really positive thing is that for adult women, we have already have evidence that existing body image interventions, and you know these interventions aren't always specifically developed to target positive body image. Some of them are more sort of just general body image interventions. What's great is that there is quite good evidence that they do improve positive body image. So that's really good. It means we already have these tools that we can sort of roll out and use, which is great. Um, But I think there's also implications in terms of us needing to do more in terms of younger children. So obviously we know um, attitudes and beliefs about body image develop really young in sort of like lower primary school, you know, children aged about four. So actually, we really need to target children with these interventions sort of before they've started to form all these ideas and be really exposed to damaging appearance ideals. Um, so I think thinking about how we can do that is something that's going to be mm-hmm. a big, of big importance. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah, so I guess another thing was um, that's quite important was, so although people have looked at positive body image for quite a while, um, there haven't always been validated measures that specifically assess positive body image. So as I said, often we might rely on something called body esteem as a construct, which is related, but is not positive body image. Mm-hmm. So I think really to fully kind of understand the effectiveness of these interventions, we do need to make sure we u- we're all kind of consistently using appropriate validated measures. And also we often use body appreciation as a construct, but there are other aspects of um, positive body image, like body functionality, which is what your body can do looking at things like self-care. And actually, it'd be really useful to look at those particular aspects um, Mm. with different interventions to see if we're targeting those. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That sounds like maybe something for future researchers to think about. Yeah, definitely. Well, Ella, before I can let you go, and because this is part of our Summer Sort series, I have to ask you, what is your favourite summer snack? That's quite a tough one, because you know I I like a lot of snacks. but I think for me, the winner has to be scone with, okay. and I do say scone. Yeah, um, I was going to say I know scone. that might raise some, do you say scone? <laughs> for sure scone. Oh, I say scone. Um, <laughs> but yes, a scone for me with um, clotted cream and jam. Mm-hmm. Um, I In really which like order? Those. Mm, well, I put the cream on the bottom and the jam on the top, so I'm probably going to cause a lot of I thought we were friends. Controversy. <laughs> you have to say scone though, because there's a joke, isn't there, about what's the fastest cake? I don't know. Scone? <laughs> but no, I really like scones. And I yeah, I try and have as many of them as I can in the summer. Oh, and sometimes sometimes in the winter as well. Good to know. Well, thank you so much, Ella. This is amazing work that you have been doing and publishing. And we're really grateful for you to have come and spoken about it to Thanks. us today. It's been really good to come talk to you, especially because it's been such a big piece of work, which obviously it has. you've been involved with. So it's nice for us to have a chat about it.
Before we end the episode, I'd like to note that Ella's adults review is actually on the list of top cited articles on body image. So that is a great achievement and highlights the importance of this work that Ella and colleagues have been conducting. And as always, you can find this paper linked in today's show notes. Thank you for listening to Appearance Matters, the podcast, Summer Shorts Edition. Please remember to share, subscribe, rate and review, and join us next time for our next Summer Short. Thank you.